Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live or connect with us on Facebook. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Okay, I just want to share something with you, you know, as, as you know, Rick mentioned, we've known each other for a long time, and, you know, for some I may look familiar because I did work at Penn State, and when I left Penn State, I went to the State Penn to work there, you know, <laughs> and, and, and that's serious, you know, I've, and I found some of our college dropouts, like, I wonder why you wasn't in class. <laughs> but I want to share this with you. Much of what I learned, I get from Miles Monroe. There's several books here that I have to, to show you, and it's important for you to know. And Tony Evans. You know, Tony Evans, this book, What a Way to Live by the Kingdom Agenda. Excellent book, and, and in this book, he talks about all aspects of the kingdom family, the kingdom wife, the kingdom husband, you know, the kingdom church. You know, this is, this is an excellent, excellent book. Um, and then Miles Monroe, Rediscovering the Kingdom. You know, this is a book that kind of, all of them really sort of open us up to a whole new, different way of thinking in terms of the kingdom. Many people, we say, and, we, and I'm sure you've heard it said, people that save, serving the Lord, oh, I want to see the kingdom. Well, if you're not seeing it now, mm-hmm. you're going to miss something. Because the kingdom is now. The kingdom is now. And as a matter of fact, Jesus said the very same thing, that the kingdom is now. And then understanding the kingdom, again, by Miles Monroe. And the last one, and to be completely transparent with you, I haven't read this one yet because I really just purchased it. Um, the most important person on earth, the Holy Spirit, governor of the kingdom, Dr. Miles Monroe. Excellent, excellent books. Um, and if you want to kind of get the information, I'll just have them here. I'll just set them right there. You know. Uh, and all of them are balanced with this book, the Bible. You know, because there's a lot of good books. There's a lot of intellectual information out there. But, you know, it really doesn't matter if it does not align itself with the Word of God. You know, and oftentimes I'll look at things and I want to see, you know, I, I, I got one fellow at our church. He's noted for uh, putting his hand up in our Bible study. Pastor, show me that in the Bible, you know, which I'm okay with that. Because if it cannot be validated by the inspired word of God, it's just information. You know, we don't need any more. Matter of fact, we're, some of us are on information overload. So I just, I have this information. We won't be, I, I, I'm, you know, we're on this timeline here. And, you know, I, uh, even though, you know, we have a, we're part of the Methodist denomination. I'm a full gospel preacher. You know, I, I believe in the whole counsel of God. I had a full gospel pastor. And, and you know, I, I'll kind of share more about that and him tomorrow, uh, one of our ministers. However, I'm a full gospel preacher, so, I, so we're on a timeline here. You know, Rick told me when I get down to five minutes, he's going he's gonna to put up the five, all right? 
So being a full gospel, Pentecostal type, that means nothing. <laughs> so, so if you decide that you want to go, you better go. No, but we'll, 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 be, we'll be in order, you know. Really to understand the kingdom, and, and this, is, this is how things woke up for me. I know one of the things that Malvin Rowe, whenever he taught, he, the word that he used was to repent. And most times when we think about the word repent, we think about, you know, just saying, God, something that, you know, oh, God, I, I did this or, you know, this happened and I, want, I need to repent for that. But repent is simply a change of direction. You know, it changes your mind. You know, it changes the way that we do things. And oftentimes with the understanding of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, there needs to be some repenting that we need to do. And, and, and I've, I've already stated this. Whenever we say, oh, man, I want to see the kingdom, you need to repent. For one, you need to repent that you haven't already seen it. Because when the kingdom, and this is, this is basic, but a lot of people don't know this. The kingdom and heaven are two different things, you know. So the, uh, the, the, the Bible, this message of the Bible, it's about, and it's in your notes, it's about a king, a kingdom, and his royal offspring. You know, Jesus, and, and I'm, I'm, Jesus taught about the kingdom. Jesus' teaching was about the kingdom. Many times, and the, the scripture would say, the, the um, kingdom is at hand, which means what? The kingdom is now. It's not later. It's not by and by up in the sky. It's now. So for us to understand the kingdom, you know, we need an understanding, you know, of an of a earthly kingdom. When Miles Monroe was asked, how did he get this revelation? It was really because in his case, because he was built, he was born in a kingdom. You know, we as uh, living in a republic, you know, living in a democratic society, you know, to the republic for which it stands, we don't really grasp the kingdom the way that we ought to grasp the kingdom. So we need to understand how an earthly kingdom operates in a, a, a earthly Kingdom is a territory or domain governed by a king. Okay, the thing about a kingdom, an earthly kingdom, and the king, the king owns everything. Here we don't we, we don't get that. Because like I, what do you mean owns everything? I'm the one paid the mortgage to the bank. King don't own this. A king, one of the things that a king always has, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, a king always has land property, territory, and the king owns everything. The king has absolute authority and influence over a people and has a responsibility to his subjects for their well-being. And that's important that he has a responsibility to his subject for their well-being because if you look bad, the king looks bad. And the king is not going to look bad. So the king will see to it that you don't look bad. But we have to operate and we have to live like kingdoms, kingdom citizens. Um, and then for someone to be king, they're automatically Lord. In our church, you know, we talk about salvation. And salvation is real. We need to be saved. But one of, the, one of the comments that my pastor would always say when he would take us to the sinner's prayer, that we wanted him to be our Lord and Savior. People want a savior, but not everybody wants a Lord. In a kingdom, 
what the Lord says you do, you do. And that's, and that's, and that's how it ought to be here in the kingdom. So this, all kingdoms have a king and a Lord. You know, the king is, 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 is what it's all about. You know, if, if you didn't know that before, you should know it now with the recent passing of the queen. She ran it all. You know, most of us was glued to our television sets, which is kind of crazy. You know, when you're thinking like, you know, we're sitting there, I'm watching this casket go down the road <laughs> for hours. You know, however, it was a significant time in our history. We serve a king that is not going to, we'll, we'll never see the casket of our king go down the road. Because our king is a sovereign king. The, the king, he is the embodiment of the whole kingdom. You know, a lot of people, well, I won't get into that, but the, the king is the embodiment of the whole kingdom. And the kingdom is the reflection of the king. That's why with the, with the passing of the queen, there was so much pomp and circumstance. And, you know, you see the crown, you know, and the scepter all the way to the end. You know, all the way to the end, because the king, in, this, in that case, the queen, is the reflection of the kingdom. And that's why everything had to be in place, everything had to be in order, all the uniforms and all this uh, noise about who's going to wear what and, you know, how they should dress and where they should march and how long they should stand there, and everything needed to be in order. As a matter of fact, I think it's kind of amazing because I think the, the, uh, the priests dropped a piece of paper, which was out of order, and they made a big deal out of it. You know, how many times have you seen your pastor preaching and something fell, but they made it because it was just a little bit out of order. Things are in order whenever it comes to the king. The authority flows from the king, and the word of the king is supreme. Listen, this is what we really need to get. In this democracy, society that we live in, we feel like, and I, and I get it, I get it, but this is where we need to repent, this is where our mind needs to be changed, because we feel like, I've got a right, I got rights. The only right that you have in the kingdom is the right that the king gives you. You know, and, as, and, and really, I, I, can, I know that you can already see the parallel, whenever Christ is our king, we don't have any rights. I don't know about you, but Christ has asked me for some things that I did not want to give up. Christ has asked me to change my life in some ways that I did not want to change. You know, and, and, and I'll kind of connect this with the, with the grace of God. You know, the king has asked us for some things that we still haven't given up. But we ought not be uncomfortable with it. We ought not be uncomfortable about the thing that we haven't given up because the king has a sovereign rule. The king has a final say. That's what I love about the life that we live, because in the end, our end, the king's going to have the final say. You know, when the enemy says, well, what about that? What about what they did there? The king's got the final say. The king says, I cover that. But in this earth, in this land, there's a way that we ought to live as kingdom Citizens, the king, the, the, a king, I already told you, a king already has territory, property. The king owns something. You know, the territory is the domain over which the king exercises total authority. The territory and its resources and the people are all personal property of the king. When you think about it, what can we really 
offering to the Lord, when it comes to our stuff, when it comes to the thing that we value, what can we re-offer to the Lord? You know, my, my Range Rover, my $500,000 home, you know, my, 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 my custom-made suits, none of that really matters to the Lord. The king owns everything. There's material things that we want to hold on to that sort of get in the way of our kingdom vision that ought not be. It all belongs to the king anyway. I, would, I, would, I like to tell our church from time to time, whenever you decide that, well, you know, I'm not going to go to, I'm, I'm going to quit that church. I'm not going there anymore. When you stand before God and he asks you, well, why did you stop doing what I asked you to do? What excuse do you think you can give that the Lord would say, oh, oh you know what? That was, a good, that was a good reason right there. <laughs> You know, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Whenever we serve the king, what he says goes. Everything belongs to him. Keep in, not, keep in mind, the word, the word Lord denotes the ownership by right. The Lord is the only given, the Lord is only given to one who is the sovereign owner. This is why the scripture declares this, Psalms 24 and 1. It says this, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, or King James Version, the fullness thereof. The world and all its property belong to him. This is, you know, and, and, and I kind of pulled this from, from the, the message that we heard today. When we first got saved, nothing else really mattered, did it? We wasn't ashamed of the gospel. I, had, I, 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 pre, I went to this, this one class that I had to go to, and well, I was going to Triangle Tech, and I'm preaching the gospel, and this guy comes up to me, and he says, you know, you're newly saved, I can tell. He said, but what you got going on now, it'll wear off. I'm like, whoa, I pray that it doesn't. You know, but, you know we need to understand that it, everything belongs to the Lord. It's all about him. And our fire should never really burn out as we live and walk and talk like kingdom citizens. Everything, listen, whenever you're a kingdom citizen, everything that the, that the king has, he gives you. So where you go, it's your, it's your land. You know, the Bible says where you put the trot of your foot, that's your land. When we serve the king, where we walk is our land. Why? Because we serve the king. We're citizens of this kingdom world. Everything belongs to the king. I'm his child. So where I walk already belongs to me. And we, 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 it's something that we need to understand. It already, when it, whenever you reign, you know, uh, as, and, and serve a reigning king, everything that the king owns, you own. You know, my wife and I, we travel a lot, and, and this is kind of on, on, a, on, on a side note, and we'll wear a Steeler hat or jersey or something like that, and they're like, oh, you're from Steeler country. No matter where I am, you know what I tell them? This is Steeler country. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, they don't like it, <laughs> especially when we went to New Orleans. <laughs> but the fact is, the king, when the king reigns, Everything belongs to the king. If we can get this, if we can repent and get our mind to say, wait a minute, I'm a kingdom citizen. I've got a king that reigns who tells me what to do, tells me how to live, and I'm going to follow that, the, the orders, the sovereign rule of that king, because that king has me covered. And we have a king that has us covered. 
You know, the, 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 one of the great things that I liked about the, the, this kingdom walk is that the, every kingdom has a constitution. You know, we have a constitution, you know, and you know how it is here. We, we, you know, our constitutional rights, you know, we're, and I'm not going to get into a whole political thing, but our constitutional rights, as we know them, are in trouble. Things are being changed, but our constitution is right here. The one thing that I'm, as I, uh, I read about Miles Monroe and he Somebody asked him, said, well, Malcolm Rowe, what do you, th- what's your opinion on abortion? His answer was this. I don't have an opinion on abortion. The opinion is in the Constitution. I don't have my own op- opinion on abortion. And it's not only abortion, there are many things in this world that are happening that the opinion is already written. So we don't have to defend the opinion of the king that had already written things. This is where our dilemma is today in this, in this world, wanting to change everything, wanting to make things all right. You know, I, I, I kind of share with our church because, you know, we're the legalization of marijuana. And there, I know there's some Christians like, man, I can't wait till it's legal. It doesn't change the fact that the Constitution said you need to have a sober mind. So whether it's marijuana, whether it's alcohol, whatever, whatever it is, we need, to, whether it's anger, you know, anger will cause you not to have a sober mind. You know that, right? It'll, it'll make you crazy. But the Constitution is the covenant of the king with his citizens and expresses the mind and the will of the king for its citizens. So we don't have an opinion. You know, our opinion is already written in the Constitution. You know, I believe that in this society, if they had an opportunity, they would, they would, they would change the Constitution. They're working on it, actually, slowly but surely. They're chipping away at it. The Bible contains the constitution of the kingdom of God, which details his word and mine for his citizens. When you need it, like the fellow in our church, pastor, show me that in the word. Now, now, you know, there are some things that aren't in the word, like, you know, I'm praying whether I should move to Toledo. Well, you're not going to find move to Toledo in the Bible. <laughs> but you will find that you need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. You, you need to recognize, we will recognize that we have a Holy Spirit that will lead and guide us in the, in, in this, into all truth. So we have this constitution. The Bible is God's constitution, his testaments to, his, to the citizens of his kingdom. And that's you and me. There are many people today that go to church that claim Christianity that are not kingdom citizens. As a matter of fact, I'll say this. Some of, some of them, you know, have, a, have a, a visa to visit the kingdom. You know, but your, your visa is going to expire one day. You know, we need to know, we need to, we need to get citizenship in this kingdom. We need to know that this is the life that God would have for to live, and my life has changed forevermore. Yeah. Oftentimes, we don't want to change because, uh, well, you know, I'm used to the life that I'm living. You know, let's get unused to the life that we're living. And let's live the kingdom life if, in fact, we are kingdom citizens. I, 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 you know, there's a lot of different opinions about the presidents and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that troubles me personally, and it might be the military part of me because I served in the military for a while. I don't like the way we talk about our president. Any of them. Any of them. They are my commander in chief. And I don't like the way I don't like, you know, whenever we. 
the Bible says, the Bible is clear about this. The Constitution is, says this, submit to those in authority over you. You know, and, 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 and whenever I kind of give that teaching, we should submit in all cases, unless it's illegal, unethical, or immoral. If it falls in those three categories, get to the Constitution. Get, get to what the word says. But we need to be citizens. To, to be a citizen, the citizenry is collectively the people that live under the rule of the king. There may be some people who physically live in the kingdom, but in their minds and in their hearts, in their actions, they don't live under the rule of the king. Well, when it comes to God's kingdom, you're not a citizen then. If you're not going to live under the rule of the king, then you're not really a citizen. You may be here, but you're not a citizen. Citizenship in the kingdom is not a right, but it's a privilege. You know, and, 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 and as a result, of the king's choice. I heard somebody say this, that we have the only nation that people are trying to break into. You know, we got this whole illegal immigration thing. We got the only nation that people are trying to get out of where they are into this place. We live in a great nation. You know, we, can, we as kingdom citizens can make the nation even better than what it is as we submit ourselves as citizens to this kingdom. You know, as we as we know that I'm going to not only am I going to that, that not only is God going to make me look good, but I'm going to try to make my brothers and my sisters look good, you know, by, by living and not only living the kingdom life, but encouraging them to live a kingdom life. It's amazing to me how in in a church it seemed like and, and I'm, I'm trying to think of something negative uh, that let's just say the. Gossipers, you know, you know, you know, there's somebody like, oh, man, they're always gossiping, jeez. And it seemed like somebody new can come to the church who was a gossiper, and it seemed like they always seem to connect, almost like there's some kind of radar, like, boop, 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 boop. Like, how did they end up, you know, how did they end up like that? You know, but instead of allowing that to happen as kingdom citizens, we should be in a position to, to, to give them the kingdom life and the kingdom word based on the constitution that we have been written. You know, we ought, we ought to know the word. You know, once one becomes a citizen of the kingdom, all the rights of his citizens and their welfare is a reflection of the king himself. The number one goal of a citizen in a kingdom is to be subject to the king to be subject to the king, seeking only to remain in right standing with him. And that ought to be our goal, to be in right standing with him. You know, our goal is not always to be heaven, because I'm going to tell you what, you can make your goal heaven, and if you're not in right standing with him in the kingdom, you might just miss that goal. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a repenting, it's a change of a mindset. So, you know, I need to live this kingdom life here on this earth. You know, whenever we are in right standing with him, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's referred to as righteousness. We ought to be a righteous people. We ought to not res respond the way the rest of the world responds to certain things. This is why, and, 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 and if I had to give you a test, my favorite scripture, Matthew 6, 33. 
for me. Matthew 6, 33. Jesus says, seek ye first. He said, seek ye first the kingdom. He didn't say seek first heaven. He didn't even say seek first salvation. You know, I, I, I was raised up and I, I believe, I know that everybody needs to be born again. Need to be, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior or you're going to miss it. You're going to miss the mark. But when you think about it, who did Jesus tell to be born again? Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, sneaking in, and he said that to one person, Nicodemus. It doesn't change the fact that it's the truth for all of us, because we need to be born again. When that day comes, when we stand before the Lord, he's not going to call Pastor Jason, Pastor Jason, can I have your church roll? I need to see who all I'm going to let in. No, 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 that's, that's not the list that he'll be looking for. You know, we need to be born again. Yet while we're here, we need to live as kingdom citizens. We need to, you know, it's, I don't know that I can overemphasize it, that we just need to subject ourselves to the king. What would the Lord have? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I, I would ask this question. How many of us have given the Lord everything he asked for? You know, thank God for his grace. Amen. Amen. You know, because he, he asked for something. I used, to, I used to have, like, when I would have money in my wallet, sometimes I'd take this 120 or 50 or something, I'd fold it up and I'd tuck it way down in there. <laughs> and it's offering time, and I'd open up my wallet, and fives and ones, and the Holy Spirit would say, 50. I hid the 50. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, 50? But if, in fact, I'm going to be an obedient citizen, I need to go ahead and pass the one, pass the five, here's the 50, and here's the kicker. I need to do it with a willing heart. You know, if I I take that 50 and I pull it out and say, here, you might as well keep it. It has to be with a willing heart. You know, because we were were subject to the king as kingdom citizens. So then then the, the kingdom... It has the law. You know, it has the law. The law constitutes the standards and the principles established by the king himself. I'm, th- I'm thankful that we have this kingdom. See, because we got our senators and we got the House, you know, we got the Senate, we got Congress, we got all those people making up these laws and doing all of that stuff. Not in the kingdom. The kingdom, the king says this is law. And what the king says is law is law. It's just that simple with law. Remember Daniel in the lion's den? King said, hey, anybody that doesn't bow down, they're going to throw him in the lion's den. And then he realized that he was tricked, and he got a friend. The king got a friend that didn't bow down. But what did the king do? Threw his friend in the lion's den. And that's a prime example of why we should submit ourselves to the king, because even though the king got tricked, and would not violate his own word. We serve a king that's not going to violate his word. Amen. So the king had to stick with his word. But the father still brought, it through, brought him through. Amen. So no matter what it looks like, you know, sometimes with our, with our, with our families and our, 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 our children, you know, sometimes it's like, Lord, save my kid. Save my child. 
And then, you know, we want our kids to grow up and say, hey, mom, you know what? I'm going to Bible school. I'm going to go to college. Oh, praise the Lord. You know, no, it doesn't usually work that way. Sometimes you get a call from the school and say, my kid did what? <laughs> you, you, you sure you got the right junior? God don't do it his way. The, the, as a matter of fact, if I told some of y'all my story, you'd get up and leave now. I don't want to hear from him. <laughs> the law constitutes the standard principle established by the kingdom itself, by which his kingdom will function and be administered. The laws of the kingdom are to be obeyed by all, including foreigners residing in it. Scripture, when you're in Rome, you do what the Romans do. You know, whenever you, you, we have to submit ourselves to that realm that we're in. So with that said, if we are kingdom people and if we live in a kingdom and we get outsiders of the world coming into our space, how should they live? They have to submit themselves to the rule of the kingdom that we're in. You know, my wife and I just came back from Jamaica and, and anybody been in Jamaica? You know, the first thing the guy driving the bus says, you notice anything? Like, well, which anything are you referring to? <laughs> your steering wheel's on the wrong side of the vehicle? Or you're driving on the wrong side of the road? But see, whenever you get to, whenever you get to Jamaica, you can't say, I'm an American. I've got rights. I'm driving over there. Well, somebody getting ready to die. <laughs> when you're in their region, you do what they do within the realm of the Constitution. There's some things they were doing over there, y'all. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if you're weak, if you're morally weak, never go to Jamaica. I'm going to tell you that now. The laws of the kingdom cannot be changed by its citizens, nor are they subject to a culture change citizens referendum or database simply put the word of the king is the law of the kingdom when the king said it it's law psalms 138 2 and 3 says this psalms 138 verse 2 and 3 says i bow before your holy temple as i worship i praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness for your promises are backed by all the honor of your name as soon as i pray you answer me you encourage me by my strength. What, what we have to do, we have to, we, we pray, we praise his name for his unfailing love and faithfulness for his promises are backed by all who honor his name. What the king says is law is law. That's just it. You know, when the king, when, when, when we get saved and, it, and the Holy Spirit speaks to us, the Constitution says something to us. That's law. You can't do it. I don't care what the world is doing. I don't care how the world is reacting or responding. We have to stick with the, con as kingdom citizens, we have to stick with the Constitution. When, and I, I don't know if this is still so. I pray that it is. One of the things that, that Miles Monroe said that I thought was really significant, he said, if there's any in the Bahamas, he's Bohemian, he said, if there's any rule that violates the Bible, it does not go into their constitution. Wouldn't that be powerful? Mm -hmm. So the, the other thing that a kingdom has, it has privileges. 
the, the privileges or benefits of the king that lavishes on faithful citizens. You know, I was surprised to hear, you know, I, I guess I never really paid attention to the queen and what was going on over there. But when she, when she passed, I'm starting to read all this stuff about how horrendous and horrific she was and all these bad things. And I'm like, wow, why didn't I know that? Whenever I look at the privileges that's offered, the privileges or benefits of the king lavishes on faithful citizens. Is it possible that they were unfaithful citizens? You know, a lot of times we want to rest on God's grace. Well, you know, God loves me. He understands. He understands. What God understands is his constitution. You know, God knows my heart. You know, and, and one of the things I always feel about that statement is that's the problem for you. That could be a problem because he doesn't know your heart. You know, the aspect of the kingdom is very different from all the forms of government in a kingdom. Citizenship is always desired by the people because once you're in the kingdom, the king is personally responsible for you and your needs. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Once we come into the kingdom, he's responsible. You know, we, 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 we see, you know, I mean, when we hear about the, the birds of the air, you know, the, the, the flowers, they don't toil, they don't spin. You know, God, he's got us. We've got privileges as kingdom citizens. As we decide that we're going to live how he would have for us to live, we've got, we've got privileges. And we need to understand that. We need, we need to know that. In a kingdom, the citizenship is always desired by the people because once you're in the kingdom, the king is personally responsible for your needs. And in addition to that, because the king owns everything within his kingdom, he can give to any citizen any or all of the wealth he desires. As kingdoms, living a kingdom life is crucially, if I could use that term in there, beneficial to us as we live this kingdom life. I believe that we all have some type of testimony where God asked us for something that we didn't want to give up, but we did. And we're grateful that we did it. We see the benefit of it because we were obedient to what it was that God said do. And so it is as a kingdom citizen with the privileges of, of God. And then the, the, the king, a kingdom always has its code of ethics. You know, ethics is, you know, I, ethics is something, it's almost like a lost word anymore. A code of ethics is, is, is the acceptable conduct of the citizens in the kingdom and their representation of the kingdom. This code includes moral standards, social relationships, personal conduct, attitude, attire, and the manner of life. As we live as kingdom citizens, there, we have a code of, of ethics. There, there's ways that we need to live. There's ways that we ought to show our, ourselves, you know, our, our conduct, you know, our attitude, our attire. You know, the attire kind of take me back to Jamaica, though. You don't want to know. And our manner of life. When we believe, we have to trust in him. You know, and then the kingdom, we have an, we have an army. The, the army is the kingdom's system of securing its territory, protecting its citizens. It's important to understand that in a kingdom, citizens do not fight. 
but endure the protection of the army. That's why in God, in the kingdom of God, the angels are called the hosts of heaven. You know, the word host means army and identifies the angels as the so-called military component of the kingdom of heaven. This kingdom concept presents an, a challenge in our religious thinking of the church as an army. A careful study of the biblical constitution of the word will show that the church as established, as, as, that Jesus established, it is not identified as an army, but rather a citizenship, a family of sons and daughters and a nation. You know, the, script, the scripture tells us, you know, put away your sword, Jesus told him. That's uh, Matthew 6, uh, 26, 52 to 53. Those who use the sword will die, die by the sword. We, we know the scripture, you know. So there's this army. And then there's the commonwealth. Uh, a commonwealth, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you how I had to understand the commonwealth. When I worked at the prison, you know, the guy from New, New, New York, New Jersey, they said, man, I wish I had not to get caught in, the, in this commonwealth. And it allowed me to see the significance of a commonwealth, at least for, in our favor. Because in New York, guess what? If you get a life sentence in New York, you can get out of jail after 25 years. In Pennsylvania, if you get life, guess how you're leaving that jail? We won't discuss that. Anyway, commonwealth is an economic system of wealth which guaranteed each citizen equal access to financial security. In the kingdom, the term commonwealth is used because the king desires that all citizens, all citizens share and benefit from the wealth of his kingdom. The kingdom's glory is in the prosperity and health of its citizens, you know. The, and, and, and just to, 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 to note, consider carefully the word of the king of the kingdom of God. And that's the word of Jesus Christ. As he says this, Luke 12, 22 and 23, he said to the disciples, therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, nor about your body, what you're going to put on. Life is more than food and body is more than clothing, you know, so but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And then, and, and then the, the, the final thing is the social culture. You know, in the social culture is the environment created by the life and manner of the king and his citizens. This is the cultural aspect that separates, distinguishes the kingdom from all the others around it. It's the culture that expresses the nature of the king through the lifestyle of his citizens. You know, as, as we recognize that this kingdom has a social culture, we ought to look different. We ought to, we ought to be, what the Bible says, peculiar. Why don't you do what everybody else, because I'm, 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 a, little, I'm a little peculiar. You know, unfortunately, peculiar today means weird. You know, but that's okay. I, mean, I remember some of us are, you know, here's a term that I really haven't heard much, but it's still, it's just holy rollers. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a, a cultural shock. Whenever you got a Methodist pastor, that's called a holy roller. <laughs> so Matthew, and, I, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this. Matthew five twenty one and twenty says it says this five twenty one and twenty two. You have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, if you are even angry with someone. 
you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. Somebody should say, ouch, right in there. (laughs) And if you curse someone, you're in danger of the fires of hell. And again, in Matthew 20, 25 and 28, said, but Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord over their people and the officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it'll be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to first be among you must be your slave. For even the son of man came not to, to be served, but to serve others and give himself, uh, give his life as a ransom for many. You know, the kingdom social culture should be evident in our daily activities. People ought to know that I'm a kingdom citizen. You know, nothing, nothing, nothing angered me more than when I watched Facebook and say, oh, we had such a great time in church today. And the next post says, you better get your, get your man out of my house. <laughs> You know, but the culture that we ought to live in, you know, it ought, we ought to be, it ought to be evident. People ought to say, wow, they're different. You know, whenever they're, well, I'm, I'm going to say it this way. This is a term that I just learned. Y'all probably knew this term. I just learned it. There shouldn't be any Karens in the kingdom of God. <laughs> I just learned what a Karen was. As a matter of fact, I just learned that the guys are called Kevins. You know, there shouldn't be Karen or Kevins in the kingdom of God. You know, you just learned it too. Mm-hmm. Well, good. If you just learn it, you might not be one. <laughs> yeah. But listen, I, we ought to be as kingdom citizens. We ought to look different. We ought to act. Different. We ought to sub, sub, submit and subject ourselves to the king. You know, whenever your pastor asks you something that's in the word, don't think that he's crazy. I don't even care what the world's people are trying to come against. Even, you know, the, the church, you know, there's a fight within the church. Churches are fighting over stuff that really shouldn't even matter. You know, fighting over things that are, that are contrary to our constitution. And we, listen, we need to go out and when as other people come into our territory, we ought to change them instead of us fighting with one another. So as kingdom citizens, I pray that you leave. I pray that you, you get this, this, this mindset that I'm more than just a Christian. I'm more than just a member of a church, but I'm a kingdom citizen. I've got a king, and I have to listen to what that king says. Yeah. Hey, amen? amen? All right, I'm done. Did you put up five fingers yet? Yes, sir. Oh, all right. All right. All right. I'm done. If you've got any questions, I'll answer them if I can. If you don't, I'll be happy. <laughs> The books are there if you want to see them. You know, kind of, kind of, kind of write some of the names down. Thank you, brother. All right, man. God bless you.